All right, here we go, folks. We're back with Inside Middle Tennessee. Folks, autumn is here. It is. You know, thank goodness. And, boy, is it good football weather. I think it's supposed to be 60 degrees at game time tonight. Oh, that's good. For most of these teams and all that kind of thing. It's going to be nice. Let me introduce the players. I'm Jim Ross. we got Terry Wilcox on the board. Hey. Representative Scott Sapicki. Good morning. Is back with us after a brief absence doing the state's work, you know. Coach James Dickinson, we're glad to see him He's here. in the amen corner. You know, we, you know, we need to put him up on a pedestal. After all, he is the coach he, of the 9-0 and yes. Whitthorn football team. He's in championship corner. That's right. Championship That's right. He's got his dunce cap on. I think he's in timeout, actually. Yeah. <laughs> And the dynamic duo of Sheila Hickman and Sarah Elizabeth Good Hickman morning. McLeod. Good morning. You know, so we're always glad everybody's here. Yes, we're all present and accounted for this morning. That's no right. tardies. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, fall always brings a lot of things around here. Usually some events. Yes. And things like that. We've got two folks with us who yearly go do what I call the crazy march <laughs> because I think they're crazy that they do it. But we're glad they do it, and they're doing it for a, for a, a ni- nice cause. And I'm going to let you two guys introduce yourself and just simply just tell us what it is that you're doing. Uh, my name is Chris Ham. Um, and uh, Go ahead, Chad. Yeah, I'm Chad Klein. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, appreciate you. Always appreciate you guys having us on uh, this time of year. Um, but, yeah, we are with the Mental Mules. Uh, this is our eighth year to do this. Uh, Staff's back in 2016. So it is a 24-hour uh, walk, a 24-hour endeavor. So uh, it, is, <laughs> it, is, uh, it's, it is tough, but it is for some worthy causes for sure. Has anybody done all eight years? Jeremy McCoy. Well, and he's not here. (laughs) He's not. He's resting uh, up. (laughs) He needs to rest up. (laughs) Uh, But he is one of the he was one of the founding uh, walkers, and and he's still uh, and he's still going to this day. So he's he's a he's a he's our leader. (laughs) Tell everybody kind of where you walk and and uh, you know about how many people and and that kind of thing. Yeah, we um, there's twelve of us, uh, and we keep it to that number of twelve. Um, we start uh, on the courthouse square. We'll start tonight at 7 p.m. And uh, we'll walk to, to tomorrow night, uh, obviously 7 p.m. But, uh, but we walk all over the uh, city of Columbia, you know. So um, Chad has actually um, done some really cool things with Strava and stuff like that. And I'll let him kind of tell, tell a little bit about that. But uh, as far as the um, kind of routes and stuff. but Yeah, yeah so Strava is a, it's an app that you can use to track your uh, – walks and runs and whatnot and you can use it to create routes and so we've done that this year to create a couple of our routes uh one of them will spell out the word mental and uh <laughs> the other one will do an outline of a mule head uh, so you may have to squint a little bit when you see it we'll post that on social media when it's done but uh if you yeah so well hopefully it's a safe route yeah yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I'm not worried about you at seven o'clock at night. I'm worried about you about three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, wandering out in the street. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, we'll have lights on and stuff, and yeah. uh, so keep an eye out for us if you're driving around at that point. What are y'all raising money for? About how much do you raise? Uh, um, we've got to, you know, we give to several local charities here. You know, within uh, within Columbia, we love to keep our money local, and that that's very important <laughs> to us. 
Um, we've got a couple, you know, that, that's going to get, you know, the lion's share of it, you know, Delta Recovery, uh, Matthew White. Um, he's he's kind of started that. that oh, up. I'm very familiar with Matthew White. He puts me through pain at game time on Monday mornings. <laughs> uh, you know, he, he's one of the instructors over there. Oh, yeah. okay. He wears me out. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and a fellow Marine, by the way. Oh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great, great man, and uh, he's he's on a great mission uh, yeah. for what he's, what he's wanting to do in Delta Recovery, basically. Um, you know, there's there's AA. You know, when you're talking about you know uh, addiction and, and alcoholism and different things like that, there's AA. You know, and then after AA, well, what's next? You know, and and he's wanting to kind of fill that gap of you know what's next, uh, kind of a treatment program. You know, mm-hmm. after an AA, I think you have to go through an AA program or, or like that uh, to actually before you come to his facility. But uh, but that's he's getting that off the ground, and we're everybody's excited about about Good. that because that's that's a gap that needs to be stand you know be stood in so uh for sure but i'll let uh chad talk about the next one which is yeah tremendous. the other uh, organization we're going to support is called rescue one global um and while we like to do stuff in our community um this is a large organization that has a presence here in columbia uh, but their goal is to really stand in the gap for women that have been abused um, and used in sex trafficking ways. And so they, um, the couple that uh, is locally involved is Chad and Harmony Jones, and they're really the boots on the ground. You know, they're the ones that are going out into the community and, and kicking in doors and, and grabbing these girls from the situations that they've been forced into. And uh, this is a... Um, Sounds like great work, but sounds like it's a little hairy at times. Too. Both, yeah, you're correct on both points. It's great work. It's needed work. It's sad that it's needed. Um, True, but yeah, it can be uh, dangerous, um, and it's unending, unfortunately. So, um, you know, what little we can do um, to help out. You know, if if you were to tell me if you walk for 24 hours straight, you're going to save one girl's life. I'll, I'm going to do it. I'll do it every single day. Um, that's one of my whys. We all have whys as to you know why we're doing this, why we're crazy enough to do this. And for me, that's what's going to keep me going at that 3 a.m. time, you know, when it's, when it's hard and my feet are hurting. If I can be doing that knowing that uh, some girl out there is going to be safer because of this effort, I'll do it. Great. So about how much money have you all raised over the years, by the way? And just... Uh, give or do you know? Uh, give or take, we're, we're typically around that you know, 25,000, we, you know, Mark 20 to 25,000 per, per year, you know, so you can kind of do the math on that. Um, so, you know, huge, you know, community support, you know, for, for what we're doing and so thankful, you know, for, you know, for the radio station and guys like you, you know, for allowing us to come in and, you know, spread this word. Somebody wants to contribute. Is there a phone number that they could call to possibly write you a check if needed? Um, you, you can go to, uh, we're, we have Venmo. Uh, you can just simply type in at Mental Mules, um, and that's kind of the big thing, you know. Now, or you can see one of the Mental Mules um, for a, you know, give us a donation or whatever, and we'll be sure to, you know, to give that to the right people. Um, or you can simply, if you say, hey, you know, I want this my money to go to because uh, to actual, you know, Global One Rescue, or I want it to go to Delta Recovery. You know, you can actually write a, a check to to them and we that you know to them and they can get it so uh the big thing i guess is for uh you know most people are going to do the venmo you know kind of yeah because it's easy yeah it's easy that's right everybody likes easy for sure you know so it's uh at mental mules uh andy lewis who is a mental mule uh his name will pop up so you know don't be alarmed with that but um but that does go to our account right 
So you got 12 people, and you limit it to 12. Is there a waiting list for people who are crazy? <laughs> for crazy people to get there, out. There, there actually, believe it or not, there actually is. Um, because, you know, one of, like we had three that dropped out this past year from last year, and, and we had, you know, we brought on three new ones. And, um, you know, and they were just sitting there right, you know, we got a, basically a waiting list, you know, to want to be a part of what we're doing. So that shows you how important Do y'all do other things besides this walk? Like, do y'all do other? Uh, we've been in the Christmas parade and stuff like that before, mm-hmm. but as far as any other things, that is one thing that we are talking about, possibly having this fall event, but also having a spring event as well. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Cool. That this, is neat. This year, we actually, um, we're expanding. So when you talk about other things, we mm-hmm. do have what we call like a, a sister chapter mm-hmm. uh, in Virginia. Yep. Norfolk, Virginia. Yep. Yeah. So this will be their first year. They're going to be walking at the exact same time as us. They're raising funds for their community. Um, so that's kind of line of sight for the future of mental mules is Franchise. to continue to yeah, grow and, yes. and, uh, with, with the intent of that chapter focusing on their community. Mm-hmm. That is very All right, neat. guys, when does it really get tough? Seriously. <laughs> After about 12 hours or so, if you start at seven, is it like, is it like three o'clock in the afternoon the next day? Well, typically, you know, we've we've gone seven a.m. to seven a.m. You know, so this past year was the first time mm-hmm. to kind of start start the p.m. But I would say around that, really around that eighteen hour mark, you know, because that that's kind of when it starts getting a little tough, and then obviously as it gets closer to twenty four hours, it gets a little bit tougher. So that uh, but that lasts probably an hour, you know, and maybe even thirty minutes because you're just you're you're constantly you're just you're watching your time, you're watching the clock. So. Yeah, the, the watch pot never pulls. Just... Do you stop to change your socks or your shoes? That's a great question. We we we're taking five twelve minute breaks, so is all that we're allowed, and I'm, you know, Jeremy and a lot of those guys there. They're hey, we got. You know, two minutes. You know, you know, know I kind of forgot that when you do that route, you've got to kind of plug in a bathroom there somewhere. Yes, yes. <laughs> yep. Have you? Do you have the bathroom places marked? <laughs> it's like we're gonna have a pit stop here and yeah. here. So. Oh, I bet. Yeah. You know. So anyway, I, you know, I've got to think that there's some probably some very, and I want to know. I don't want to know what they are, but I bet there's some crazy conversations after about yes. eight hours. There some is. people that kind of go, <laughs> "Where did you come up with that?" <laughs> you know, you're you're just delirious. Yeah, it's sort of like sitting up and studying <clears throat> studying for your college exams. After a while, you might as well go to bed because everything's right. silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. true, true. But I'd like to, you know, um, just kind of mention who our mental mules are. Sure. Because oh, a lot yes. of people, yes. Yeah, yes. A lot of, a lot of people in, the, in a community, you know, they know a lot of these folks. Uh, we've talked about Jerry McCoy, you know, uh, you know quite a bit. Uh, obviously, Chad, uh, Dr. Gavin Pinkston, Dr. Wes Hickerson, um, Hendrickson, sorry. Yes. Um, Andy Lewis, Walker Hoy, Corey Ross, Ryan Carey, Brent Perry, Darren Jansen, Robert Rogers and of course myself. So Oh Robert uh, Rogers. <laughs> so as you can see, we're surrounded by some you know, some, yes. some great yes. some great men. Fine young man. Well, I'm just thinking I know Brent Perry and obviously I know Wesley Hendrickson very well. <laughs> yes. Basically raised him. <laughs> but I also raised him to know better. Yes. <laughs> Talk about kind of crazy that late hour at night. You know, he's he's one of them. So. Oh yeah. Oh I bet. <laughs> he's a he's a character, no doubt. He keeps us going. Oh, I bet. 
<laughs> All right, guys, it's good to have you in here. We wish you continued success. And uh, I tell you what, T. Willie. You know, I'm, I just got to mention one thing. It's very impressive to see that Detroit Tiger logo. I have to give a shameless plug. My uh, my son, uh, Jaden Ham, which has played at Columbia Central High School and then went up to uh, play at uh, Middle Tennessee State University. He uh, he got drafted in the fifth round of the Detroit Tigers this All year. Right. So uh, awesome, yeah, awesome. Yeah, he, 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 he is. Yeah, he started out in uh, rookie ball and then um, then he got. Moved up to A ball, and uh, so we're we're very excited, very excited about that. Well, yeah. you're sitting right next to a guy that played triple A ball. Yeah, we can have some great conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, no. folks, it's it's good to have y'all in here, and we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. Every morning, I park my car across the street from my business, and I can't wait to get in there. That's pretty common for small business owners. We have the added satisfaction, however, of guiding hundreds of families with their retirement, education, savings, and general investments. We're a locally owned business that tries very hard to simplify a complicated world. This is Monty Sneed from Caledonian Financial in Historic downtown columbia securities and investment advisory services offered through nbc securities incorporated member finra and sipc this is del kennedy owner of kennedy broadcasting company operator of wkrm historically 1340 am now 103.7 fm and wkom 101.7 fm we call ourselves front porch radio And I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of southern Middle Tennessee Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Jumpin' Joe Wiley, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 
931-540-0919. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Inside Middle Tennessee on Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM. And we're back on a beautiful fall morning. So. You got to like it. Yes, I love it. It's a nice change. But, yeah. you know, I was saying this on the way to town. You need, like, long sleeves and a pullover in the morning and need short sleeves by the afternoon. Yeah, layer it's, up. It's, it's hard. The layers. And then, you know. It's going to rain or it's going to, you know, the wind's going to blow or whatever. So, And Ellie Grace fusses. This is so funny. People with children will understand this. Like, it's it's chilly enough that she needs, like, leggings and a long sleeve shirt and a jacket. But their kid's walking in school with shorts on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I saw some this morning with shorts on. Like some and they'll sit you in there with a jacket. You don't want to keep up with that jacket. No, all Ellie no. Grace has already lost one jacket this year, and we went to parent-teacher conferences, and I, I looked at the, the uh, lost and found it. I'm like, huh, I wondered where that jacket went. Yeah. <laughs> and then Sean goes, how long has it been here? I was like, I don't know. We're going to take it home Well, children it. lose everything. Oh, yeah. She loses stuff all the time. <laughs> That's just part of being a child. But that's okay. Well, there has been no history lost in this town, has there? <laughs> There's probably some been made that we don't well, know. Well, I mean, there, there, there was a house demolished on West 7th. Yes, that, they did. In the West, End, the West End Historic District, I noticed this morning. It's so, one of those little houses that's been on West 7th. It's like a bungalow. Long. That's it's right. Yeah. Demolished. Well, last time I drove by it, though, it was about to fall in yeah. on its own anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. And then yeah. they built that modern construction next to that little bitty white house. All right, Mama. Enough. <coughs> enough. <laughs> but anyway, we digress as always. But uh, Anyway, uh, so today I thought we'd talk about sayings, the history of sayings. All right. Um, and I may bring my dad next week. 
to do his Hickmanisms. So those are his <laughs> sayings um, from school. So like a tie-in. Only uh, person I've ever known that had a T-shirt made for him. Oh, yeah. listen, he he uh, the children had to listen to the announcements, otherwise they'd miss the what was going on, and then they'd miss something to laugh at. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> he said they were afraid not to listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd be afraid of them too. Yeah. <laughs> So the first one is, I did this because we are uh, known as the mule capital of the world at one time, uh, as stubborn as a mule. Well, that's true. The definition is extremely stubborn. Um, And you're going to tell us where this came from. Yes. So um, the mules get a bad rap in most variants of this idiom, uh, but for a humble mule... The humble mule is not only stubborn, but it's also accused of being willful, malicious, and obstinate. So, but the first, like, one of the first uh, references to being as stubborn as a mule um, was from William Baldwin in 1578. Good Lord. Yes. (laughs) So, stride the queen, that willful as a mule, headlong she runs from smoke into flame. So, um, it's been around a long time. Well, you know, mules are known to be a lot smarter than horses. Oh, yes, yes, they are. And they will preserve themselves, <laughs> and, and horses will run till yes. they fall over. Yes, exactly. Uh, but other ones I have found is happy as a pig in mud. I've heard people say that. Slop. Slop, yeah, well, yes. That's around from the 18th. Yeah, but people don't, around here don't raise hogs like we used yes. to. Yes. But uh, in the Texas, uh, the Ledger and Texan in San Antonio in 1860, the quote was, We are disposed to imagine ourselves the luckiest editor extant and ought to be happy as a pig in a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> that even sounds better than the mud. Um, and then this one is hard row to hoe. Yeah. So something that is difficult uh, to do or to deal with. The row is an expression of a line of printed crocs. Dad has the saying that you need to plow to the end of your row. He's that's one of his that's things. A, that's a school teacher thing. Yeah, that's just to, see it to the end. Yeah, right. it's see it to the, and then we use this uh, reference that you know if you don't do that, if you don't plow to the end of the row and plow the corners of your field, then pretty soon the weeds will take it over, and then you can bring in all kinds of school philosophy about the weeds taking over your grade if you don't plow to the end of the row. Scott, can we translate that into any education things going on? <laughs> <laughs> Transfer all that. Um, I don't like this one, but I, I have to say, a beat a dead horse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to keep talking about a subject that's already been discussed or decided. Time after time, time after, after time, time after, after time. time. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, Delk beats a few dead horses there for between Monday and Thursday, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but there's no linguistic evidence, um, suggesting that this idiom has any sort of literal roots. Uh, the English speaking people so far as they, uh, the, this reacher, researcher could tell did not, ha- uh, at any point have the practice of actually beating a dead horse. Well, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> so I thought that, and then from the horse's mouth. Yeah, no, the original source from an unimpeachable source. Uh oh. So um, the first uh, reference to it was around the 1860s. Um, it's literal and figurative, but um, also, um, but horses don't actually speak to people. But uh, the first quote talked about um, jockeys running the horses, and that the horses could talk. 
to only the jockeys. Yeah. So. Well, there's definitely there's definitely communication between well between yes, the two. Yes. Um, especially with Pop Jeers, and I always talk about him because he's my life study, I guess. But um, he, um, in some of the photographs that I have found, um, because they called him, they he had something in his voice. They said all the newspapers said that that he could t- make a horse do anything he anything wanted to. And there's a picture of um, a horse, and I don't know which one, I can't remember which one it is right now, but one of his ears is turned back. Yeah, while he's listening. He's listening. I think there are people like that. I think my daddy could talk to horses like that. Well, you hear about the horse whisperers. Yeah. Yes, yes. And um, most most wives would complain their husbands are not part of that listening. Thing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you got that off switch. Their, their ears did not lean back they towards did, the they speaker. Do not. No. They do not. I know one who would agree with and that. Every, right. and, every, and every wife right now is <laughs> nodding their head yes as they drive to school. school work. It's called selective deafness. Yes, it is. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but um, when I rode in the pace car in Lincoln County at the Lincoln County Fair where that's one of the only remaining harness races in the state of Tennessee. Still going on? Still yeah. going on at the Lincoln County wow. Fair every I had no, year. Had no um, and it's a group of, um, uh, the most of the r- harness racers and trainers are from the Mississippi area. Um, there is a trainer in Petersburg, Tennessee still. Um, That's near Fayetteville, folks. Near, yeah. yeah. So it's on, Peter. I was in Petersburg yesterday for a meeting for work. It's on the Lincoln-Marshall County line. It's split. Yeah. Off Highway 64, I believe. Uh-huh. But you could hear those trainers chanting, singing to the horses. So Wow. So I believe that. I yeah. believe that. High on the hog. Um, and, and the definition is in a luxury, luxurious style. We have been living, uh, using living high to refer to a life engaged into riotous excess. Uh, Riotous excess. Since the beginning of the 17th century, but it was only, not only, not until the early 20th century that we attached on the hog to this. You know, I always thought it would kind of refer to a, a high cut. Yeah, uh, it's the better of, meat or something ham like instead that. of a shoulder. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so um, there's a quote from the Atlanta Constitution in 1914 that said, "We are gradually coming to the point of fixing the responsibility for the high cost of living on the hog. The responsibility has been on the hog for a long time, but the point to be settled is whether it is a corporation hog, the railroad <laughs> hog, the political <laughs> hog, or just an ordinary <laughs> hog." So, that's, I thought that was kind that of That is, that's pretty good. Um, I say this. This is one of my sayings. When pigs fly. Oh, yeah, no kidding. And um, I said that to one of my friends in graduate school. And he actually, when I graduated with my master's, I got a box on the front porch. And it was one of those mechanical pigs <laughs> that, that you could hang on the ceiling. Because <laughs> I said I would finish my thesis when pigs, when pigs fly. fly. Because I, I was at that point of graduate school where you're just lost. and yeah. you're, you got to get done. Translation of that, folks, is that'll never happen. <laughs> Not, yeah, Not that will never happen. That will so, never happen. Um, kind of like us getting a speaker on the House floor at the federal level. <laughs> oh, my word. Um, <laughs> it's very rarely found after the 17th century, but we make a, a shorter version of it today. Um, other... Uh, Count one's chickens before the hatch. How are we doing on time? Oh, we're good on time. Okay. Uh, 
counts count one's chickens before they hatch. This def- the definition of that is usually used in negative statements to mean that someone should not depend on something hoped for until he or she knows for certain that that will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Um, it says that this colorful expression has or- origin origins in the American South in the 19th century. I believe that. So, um, and this was in the Southern Cultivator in 1858. I never count the chickens before they hatch. Still, I must think they have fallen on the right track at last, as some have yet to set sail for Yankingdom. And I contend <laughs> that any people having ingenuity to change a northern wood into a tropical fruit and sell it into pieces about the size of a nutmeg for a bit each ought to crystallize this Chinese syrup. That makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense to me. I, it did not. Uh, like a chicken with its head cut off. Mama talks says that oh, sometimes. But. You just hadn't lived till you've seen that in action. I take T. Willie sitting over there. And you know, that was sort of a, a, that was a thing that you did on, you know, on Saturday night to get ready to cook the chicken for Sunday dinner. And, and I've seen my, my Aunt Ellie. Uh, chop their heads off and flop all around that backyard, and that's the easy part. Then you've got to get the chicken all undressed and get all the feathers off and get all the pin feathers off. And, uh, and I, you know, it's just so easy to go to Kroger's and buy a package of chicken. Yeah, it's, <laughs> a whole, it's a whole lot easier. Thank you, it may not taste as good. It may not be as healthy. But my word. Pulling all those feathers off, I could. That's a terrible, terrible activity. <laughs> Woo, mercy, Ooh, mercy. Well, anyway, do y'all have any favorite sayings? I was going to ask y'all that. Like, do you have a favorite saying that you say? Well, not one I necessarily say, but one of them that is very much. Uh, we've used it on this show before. That's very much attuned to the South is somebody having a come apart. Oh, yes. <laughs> I have those quite regularly. I Sean McLeod. I think Sean brought that to the house. I don't think we ever said that to Sean. No, Sean he calls that my come apart. What about you, T. Willie? The only thing I say a lot is, yes, dear, you're right. Yes, dear, you're right. As well you should. <laughs> what about you, Scott? Not much. You don't have a saying. <laughs> you don't. You're not known for some. Uh, I know Coach has one because oh, all coaches. We have know. Some. We know what coaches is. It's two yeah. words. Roll tight. Roll tight. <laughs> you're exactly right. That is my favorite saying. Roll tight. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that Speak, makes it. Well, if if we're all done with history, I got a question for Coach. We do have a, a game coming up here. Yeah. Don't we mm-hmm. tomorrow? Two thirty at CBS. Right. And it's going to be played where. In Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Are you Alabama. going? Alabama. Mm-hmm. Are you going, Coach? Yeah, yeah, we leave in the morning about 7. About okay. 7. How long does it take you to get there? Three hours and 45 minutes. That's <laughs> all? Got it down. Same, you, you can go to Knoxville or Tuscaloosa at the same time. You know, it's either same way. Do your wheels touch the ground on the way down there? Yeah, we do. I'll, I go a back way, too. I go basically uh, hit Florence, two-lane highway to Tuscaloosa, you know. This well, is that's probably time. a better way to it's go. It's beautiful. Yeah, you don't yeah. get on the interstate and got to run 100. Yeah, you know, and get run over. Do you there. have strategic stops? I do. Okay. Favorite favorite gas station, favorite restaurant place. You know, <laughs> I have those in the thirteen counties that I serve. Oh, like but, yeah. I have the strategic known spots, known no. spots that I feel safe to stop in. There's some places that I don't feel safe to stop in, but I'll just keep it's sellout. It's been sold out. 
uh, since last weekend. So it'd be a lot of people, a lot of noise. It's going to be fun. Last year's game was a, a just a tremendous good game. Of course, Tennessee ended up winning it by three and tore the goalposts down in Knoxville. And you know, it's going it's going to be a big day tomorrow, in Alabama. Coach, what does uh, Bryant Denny Stadium hold? How many people? Ninety eight thousand. Yeah. My. So where is your Screaming. seat? Where uh, is your seat? I'm in the section L, row 15. It's sitting about the 35-yard line right behind Alabama bench. Okay. Well, we, will you wave if we watch television? Uh, yeah, I'll do wave? a lot of waving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always neat, though. Every Saturday that's a home game, you're, you're anticipating what kind of flyover they're going to do. Last week it was the B-52 Bombers. Week for that, a squadron of Apaches, F-17s, F-16s. So I can't wait to see what it's going to be tomorrow. The, just the – and everybody can speak to this, like going to a, a SEC stadium or you know a, mm-hmm. a big state. Just the electricity, it is that yeah. many people and yeah. the band mm-hmm. and just the music and the hype and all. It's just seems like time stops. Uh huh. And uh, it's so loud, and you can look at somebody. So I talk to him, and all you do is see lips moving. You can't hear nothing. <laughs> the and, thing, and it's unreal. The thing that most people don't get the appreciation for is as an athlete in those environments, mm-hmm. you're out there when there's nobody in the stadium, right? Yeah. And yeah. you're getting ready. You're getting mentally prepared. And you are you can feel it building and building and building and building as the stadium continues to fill. And then when you go back in for your final word from your coach and you come back out, that's what everybody on TV sees is the final product, but it's the build-up to that of people of the hooting and hollering and yelling and screaming <laughs> and of uh, building up to that. So it's it's if you ever get a chance, get as early as you can to a football game and sit down and just watch. Well, and as a, a member of a marching band, the just the we feel the same thing mm-hmm. yeah. that y'all feel because it was just. It's so exciting. You're going to get on the, mm-hmm. you know, y'all are on the field, then we get on the field, and it mm-hmm. just ro- starts yeah. rolling. When you, fir- when you first get on the field as an athlete, you can have normal conversations with people. Yeah. And then as it continues to build, it becomes more of a, 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 a loud talk and then a yell. And then it reaches a point where you just, you can't, you can't hear each other. <laughs> yeah. can't hear each other. Even, the re- inst- even instant replays, you know, when they score, everybody goes wild, but all of a sudden they have to review it. And, you know, it takes that review, and all of a sudden the referee announced it. At the previous review, it touched down, and everybody goes crazy again. So you get to, you get to go crazy <laughs> get twice. To double you know? crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, Scott, to your point, I literally have – I mean, I shot for years on sidelines. we got a lot of my mm-hmm. pictures up here right now uh, on the – TV in the studio and hold them up so everybody can see him. Yeah, yeah. But it's camera. but anyway, it, you, we talk about the loudness when they're really, really going at it. You literally cannot hear yourself think. Oh yeah, That's, it yeah. is that loud. I mean, it's mm-hmm. going through your head and every part of your body is vibrating. But it also makes me feel sorry for the role that you played. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like you're a lineman and you're hidden in all the linemen. When you're the punter, you're standing back there 15 yards and there's nobody but you. You just talk about being naked and afraid. But well, you got, you got a, lot of, a lot of friends coming to see you. Well, if you're at home. Yeah, yeah. Not friends. If you're, at, if you're at home or away as a punter, um, the crowd will tell you what kind of job you did. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty self-evident. If you're at home and you, no. and you hit a good one, everybody cheers. And if you're on the road and you don't. 
they all cheer against you, and everybody knows who to look at. So. <laughs> all right, folks, we need to take a few a break for, with a few messages, and we'll be right back with a little football and some other things with Inside Middle Tennessee. People often ask about the initials after mine and Monty's names. Those initials are CFP, Certified Financial Planner. As a CFP, we will do our best to help you in the attainment of your financial goals while protecting those assets with proper insurance coverage. We encourage the team approach of holistic financial planning by working alongside your CPA and attorney. This is Gay Pike with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. There are so many problems in the world right now that we can't do anything about, but the hunger crisis in southern middle Tennessee is not one of them. You can join the Well Outreach Food Pantry in responding to help feed our neighbors in need. Kids, moms, and dads, and grandparents with nothing to eat. For just $30, you can provide a week of groceries to feed a local family in need. Give hope to the hungry right now. Thewelloutreach.org. Thewelloutreach.org. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. You're listening to the best in news, talk, sports, and music on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia, Tennessee. 
This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. And we're back with Inside Middle Tennessee. And you know what? There's some high school there football. There is. It on. is, uh, we are almost at playoff time in Tennessee in high school football. A uh, couple of very big games this week. Uh, well, a c- couple of big games, but a lot coming up for next week as we wrap up the regular season. Um, this week, uh, James Lawson, I think it's the game, the broadcast game of the week. James Lawson will be at Columbia Central. No? Uh, no, we broadcast at 103, but it's just, uh, is it homecoming, Coach? It, it is, is homecoming. homecoming. Yeah, I got some announcement about that, too. I got yeah. text a while ago, too. So go ahead. Scott. Game of the week is the next one you're going to probably mention. Thank you very much. James Lawson at Columbia Central tonight. Right. Yes. And then uh, Tullahoma will be at Spring Hill. That's game and that's, of the week. That's going to be the game of the week you're going to broadcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hickman County is at Mount Pleasant, and then Columbia Academy will travel to Mount Juliet Christian to see if they can continue their winning streak. Uh, Columbia Central looks like they're going to make the playoffs. Yes. Uh, Columbia Academy will make the playoffs. Mount Pleasant will make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Spring Hill is going to need a lot of help to see if they can get in. But uh, three out of the four teams in Murray County will make the playoffs. And probably uh, CA should win the last two games. They'll be a number one seed in their district. Mount Pleasant obviously should be the number one seed in their district. And then Columbia Central is playing for district seeding right now. And so um, you will see playoff football in Murray County in three weeks uh, at, at multiple levels. And possibly a couple teams have a chance to go deep into the playoffs. So we'll see what happens there. It's been a while since we've done that. It has been yeah, Here's a, yeah, Mount Pleasant and uh, Columbia Academy will probably be home. The others would be on the on road. The road. Uh, there's a good chance right now that if Columbia Academy wins the last two weeks here, that they will host every playoff game here all the way to the state championship. They get automatic buy, don't they? Yes, automatic buy. Oh, that would be wonderful So there's a good them. chance that if, if boys continue to grow, they've grown every week and really start to put it together, no injuries, thankfully, that there's – the football gods are aligning that Columbia Academy could could see their way to Chattanooga to be playing for a state championship. They're a very good football team. Very good football team. The Knights, the uh, Columbia Central's homecoming game, it's James Lawson. James Lawson's a brand-new school. Mm-hmm. Where, Where is it? Yeah, Hill, Old Hillwood School. Oh, Old Hillwood. Okay. Yeah. Oh. yeah, and they won the first three ball games this year, and everybody oh, thought, wow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, they've lost everyone since then, but they got a, <laughs> they got a pretty good football team. Their yeah. quarterback went down two weeks ago, and, and they made, moved the tailback quarterback. Number oh, 20. that'll do it to you. Uh, yeah, he's, he's super fast. He's pretty good. Uh, but to, it, what's great tonight is the honorary captain for tonight is, is Shaq Mason, our own Shaq Mason. Oh, from yeah. Tennessee. Very good. They're going to honor him tonight, and he's going to be the honorary captain tonight, kick off at 7 o'clock, and uh, it's a big event tonight. And ought to be a lot of good football out there tonight. And well, since, Ellie Grace is in homecoming, so. And since we have the big boss here, Doug Kennedy's here. Doug, we need to remind you for three dudes in a view that next week Columbia Academy and Columbia Central play on Thursday. Sure Why are we playing on Thursday? Uh, re- re- referee, referee shortages. shortages. Yeah. Isn't that so you guys Hill, may want to announce that on Thursday morning to remind everybody that Columbia Academy and Central will be playing because Central will be playing. At home, I believe. Franklin County. I Frank- mean, Atella, I mean, Lincoln County. Lincoln County. And then Columbia, Columbia Academy will be hosting Grace Christian for the, hopefully the number one seed in the region for for the Bulldogs. So it'll be two big football games on Thursday. I don't see Columbia Academy having any problem with the uh, next two games. I, I, don't, I don't see. We just, we're just too big. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's the yeah. truth. But just, we don't want to count our chickens no. before they're hatched. I mean, if they're <laughs> – <laughs> yes, Oh, there. boy, there you Amen. go. Oh, you mean cook them. <laughs> cook them. No, you, you, can, you can count the chickens the next yeah. two weeks. Uh, right, <laughs> I promise you. Right now in the, in the mid-state school rankings, uh, Columbia Academy comes in at number 10. 
Loretto at number eight, Moore County number nine, and Lewis County at number six. And in the large classification, Centennial at seven and one is number seven, and Page seven and one is number ten. Next so, Friday night, Loretta and Mount Pleasant plays, and Mount Pleasant's got one loss. Loretta's got no losses. And that's big where they finish in that district over there. That'd be a big crowd and big game next Thursday night down in Mount Pleasant. Next Friday, man. And then in college football, as we talked about, the volunteers will travel to Tuscaloosa to take on the Crimson Tide. All eyes in the southeast United States will be watching that football game <laughs> to see if Nick Saban and the, and the Tide can exact, exact some revenge. Or did a volunteer smoke the stogie two years in a row? <laughs> Um, Did you make that up yourself? Absolutely. I'm good on, on the fly. Uh, the game that everybody up north will be watching, north of the, north of the Mason-Dixon line, will be number three, Ohio State, uh, and number seven, Penn State, will be locking horns. Oh, that'll be a big a game. Big, big game implications there. And then uh, some other big games in the ACC, number four, Florida State, the Seminoles are taking on number 16, Duke. Remember not too long ago that Duke was a doormat of the ACC, and now nobody wants to play the Blue Devils. You're right. Uh, Got a good quarterback. Very good quarterback. Scott, can Penn State beat Ohio State in the horseshoe tomorrow? Uh, you know what? I think so. You know, for They're Coach playing Franklin really well. hadn't, hadn't been able to beat Michigan or Ohio State in his coaching career. At I still State. think the Big Ten goes through Michigan right now. They're just playing uh, yeah, very yeah, well. Yeah. I mean, Michigan got some devastating news yesterday, and too, about another NCAA infraction. Shocker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We got when Nick Saban writes his book on how to cheat in the NCAA, it'll be a bestseller. That's the He's never NCAA. gotten caught. I wish he wouldn't say stuff like that about Nick Saban. <laughs> <laughs> NCAA, if you're looking, just go down and visit Alabama. You'll find some very rich football players down there. Uh, number fourteen now out, out west. This is a really big game out west. Is number fourteen Utah uh, is at Southern California. Number eighteen that is for the driver's seat of the now-going-defunct Pac-12 conference, which will become <laughs> the Big 12 and the Big 10 conference eventually. Uh, and then, uh, you know, just a bunch of other good football games. But now we're in the meat of the season here where those ranked teams are going to be starting to play each other, and the contenders will be separated from the pretenders moving forward here. So we'll find out who's who. And I, I just right now, I just still think that Michigan right now is the best football team in the country, well-balanced Offense and defense playing extremely well. And as we get deeper into the season, that thing, that weather starts to come into play, right? And up north, you better be able to run the football. And Michigan can run the football very well. Got a great line. And a great defense. Fantastic. Well, they have the two-time defending offensive line in college football of the year. Yeah. So a very good football. But uh, Alabama, Tennessee – Everything will come to a grinding halt when the kickoff happens in Tuscaloosa, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you will see the borders drawn, the lines drawn in the families, and we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully, it's another great game like it was last year. It will be. Hopefully, not another great game. At least I'm not working on the poke ball and trying to get it started yeah. with the Tennessee-Alabama game. <laughs> well, you know, we were talking about sayings here, and there's going to be one saying that's going to be applicable to the UT-Alabama game, and it's biblical. It's called the gnashing of teeth. Yes. (laughs) Hey, I do want to give a shout-out, though, to two college programs that nobody's talking about that right now nobody wants to play, and that's James Madison University and Liberty University, both undefeated, playing extremely well. And uh, James Madison, in their second year of of Division I big football, and Liberty in their first year. I bet wow. Hugh Freeze wished he was in Liberty. Right? I know. Hugh, Auburn, Hugh Freeze Alabama. left Liberty to go to Auburn. 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 And, and this Liberty program, I'll tell you what, if you, as, a, as, a, as a, a, a parent that has a high school senior playing football, 
the facilities at Liberty University are incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Hugh Free- you can thank yes. Hugh Freeze for that, too. Well, I mean, I, the donors por- uh, forked the money. I guess that's a private institution. There's no state money back in that one. Jerry Farwell, is that what his name? Yeah, it's Jerry yeah. Farwell. I was his so, um, congratulations to James Madison and Liberty University of being undefeated this late in the season and still not ranked. And and I, still not ranked. And I don't believe they're eligible for a bowl. James Madison is not. Because they've got the first two years. First two years, you're ineligible. Right. So. All, this could be all for naught, but it still goes in the record books as possibly there undefeated. That's awesome. So, kind of reminds you of you know like Troy and uh, Appalachian State, Appalachian yeah. State, sure. and some of those giant killers. Mm-hmm. It's that Sun Belt Conference USA American Conference, like Memphis. Right? Nobody wants to play those. They really don't want to play those guys. They don't have to. And then there's that other sport that's getting ready to kick off. It's called <laughs> basketball. Um, <laughs> we don't really pay attention until we get into March Madness. But uh, the Volunteers come out in the preseason poll, ranked number nine, Arkansas 14, A&M 15, Kentucky, whoa, 16. What? <laughs> and Alabama 24. How about that? Roll Tide. Wisconsin comes in at uh, others receiving votes at 53. They've lost pretty much their whole team from last year. We'll see where Kentucky sits come about late February. Yeah, but Kansas, you know. can, a shocker here, right? Kansas number one, Duke number two, Purdue number three, and Michigan State number four. Yeah. This kind of tradition right there. Yep. It is. So, uh, you know, we're going to transit. And then the uh, hockey season's that off is, run, is off and running. Mm-hmm. My boys like hockey. Where did that come from? I have no idea where that came from. That's a Yankee <laughs> your, thing. It's easy Northern. with the Yankee thing. We're all Americans, lady. <laughs> <laughs> we never, well, we never heard of such a thing until uh, recent years. But, uh, it, you know, this is the – this is, and then we got baseball playoffs going on. I mean, this is the part of the year when all of the major sports overlap. Right, yeah. you got baseball, you got hockey, you got basketball firing up ready, and then you got co- you got college and uh, pro football, and the Titans are playing somebody Sunday. Who, who cares? Who right? cares? Uh, <laughs> who cares? Oh, they're off this week. <laughs> oh, so they can't lose. Yeah, yeah, they definitely will not lose this. They Sunday. will not lose this. Week. I think and, I saw and, a meme about that. Yeah, and NASCAR's <laughs> winding down too. It's only got three weeks left in the season. So. Hey, do you think that the Titans cut loose of Derrick Henry for for draft picks right now? Yes, I think they cut him loose and get draft picks. They're going to be 29 years old next year. They're going to rebuild the team now. They're, they're going to go into a rebuilding year, I'll bet you. You say he's only going to be 29? Mm-hmm. I thought he may be a little bit older. He's got some mileage in the tank. On the right team, you know, limiting his carries, a team that, that doesn't need him to carry the ball every time, he could be very effective for a team trying to in the playoffs. You know? Fill in the blank, you know? Sure. Sure. Uh, there's, there's, you know, the, the, uh, the uh, 49ers, you get Derrick Henry and McCaffrey in the backfield back and forth. Lightning and thunder, look yeah. out for that. Yeah, big time. Look out for that. So, <coughs> Pardon me. Scott, is there anything going on at the state level that we need to know about <laughs> at all? Yeah, there's a little bit going you know, on. Which, by the way, I'll have you know that I went through our intersection at Highway 46, and that seems like it's almost oh, wow. almost there. It is. That's, that's correct. Yes, Bear Creek, uh, they're just waiting for the final approval on all the work they've done on the bridge to make sure it meets all the spe- specifications of TDOT. And then they will start the final pr- paving project. It is supposed to be done here before the bad weather hits. Oh, that's uh, good. The Highway 31 project. How about that? About four weeks, right? We said about four weeks, and they finished it in about four weeks. It's done. So it's all done, completed and striped and ready to roll. Uh, re- reminding everybody, in around Bigbyville Road, they have changed that from stripes uh, to solid uh, yellows. That is now a no-passing zone. So I will bet you dollars... 
that the Tennessee Highway Patrol and the Sheriff's Department might be out there looking for people who forget about that. Well, they should be on the Carter's Creek Pike, too, and every other road that has double yellow lines. Obviously, some people can't perceive what color they are, and they just pass (laughs) willy-nilly everywhere. Does Carter's Creek have a straight enough section in it to be able to pass? One place. One place. But it... I've been almost in two head-on collisions because people, people just are passing right before it becomes a double yellow, and they just zip right back. And, you're, and I'm laying on, like one day I just pulled over into one of our friends' yards because I was like, I'm not going to have a wreck with my child in the car. Okay. And they just have no respect for that crooked road. <laughs> my mother used to say the reason we had so many wrecks out there where the drivers were convinced they could straighten out the curbs if they went fast <laughs> enough. Answer this question. Why, why, when they build all these roads, are there so many of the roads like Carter Creek Crike so that, crooked? That is an old country well, road. Well, there, there are two curbs in it because my great-grandfather gave right away for the road to be moved. But the, uh, but the road, that when I was a child, that road followed the creek. It had to. Mm-hmm. Because that was the first road. I, I'll promise you that that Delk and I and Sheila can all remember Bear Creek when it was really Bear, Bear Creek, Creek Road, yeah. and there was no uh uh-uh. straight should be four lane highway running out that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really it was did. just a country mm-hmm. road. You were lucky if two cars could pass side by side That's, on it, and it was oil and chip. Yeah, well, now Cars Creek Pike was dirt when our well, no, that doesn't sound right, but we had gravel. And and I can remember the convicts coming along cutting the right away. That's how Cool Hand Luke. <laughs> True. But cool dust, Luke. dust, dust. We had a terrible time with dust out there when I was a child because there was no pavement and the way we had rocks on the road was the farmers would meet ever so often and they'd get the rocks out of the creek and then they'd spread them and then they'd go on to the next creek and they'd spread them. That's the reason we had any rocks on the road. <laughs> well I gotta give a shout out here. And you're going to appreciate this. Uh, I got to spend some time with Wilbur Davis. I Wednesday. love Wilbur Davis. He's Wednesday one of my all-time favorite people. He is. And we were sitting around talking amongst quite a bit of people there. And he says, Coach. I said, what is it, Wilbur Davis? He said, I'm going to tell you right now, the best doggone radio show y'all got going on that radio station is that Friday morning show. Them <laughs> Hickman girls does a good job. So <laughs> There's about 13 people out there in a pile, and he's uh, he's preaching about how good this show was. Well, he's one of my uh, favorite people, and I taught him, and I taught his wife, and it was his sister who introduced me to Mr. Hickman. That's right. Clayton's mama. Clayton's mama. Clayton's mama. So Uh, we have have a real tie with them. Yeah, they're good people. Real quick from the state, we've had some – I've been in some budget conversations. Uh, The inflation and the economy is catching up to Tennessee. Well, you had had to happen. It's, it's coming, and so we are starting to talk about the potential of budget cuts next year. Oh. So just want to let everybody know that we will do the best we can to keep to – I mean, I, I can tell you education and health care will still be the leading funders in the state, but anything ancillary to that, look look for some cuts coming. Uh, well, let us hope that we will use the education money in a proper way. Well, we will make sure that happens. You know. Uh, All right, folks, and got- don't forget, don't forget, we got uh, Tullahoma at Spring Hill. That's the game of the week. Yep. Broadcast five, starts at five thirty on one hundred and one, and then Columbia Central hosting James Lawson about seven o'clock on one hundred and three. Homecoming starts at six thirty. Our own Lee Maddox sh- sent me a text about that. Right, and, yes. then, okay. and then don't forget, everybody, next week Columbia Academy and Central will be playing next Thursday night at home.
because of a shortage of referees. referees. And we are looking for female retired teacher, <laughs> English teachers, to become referees. Yeah, well, I could correct their grammar, but I'm not sure I could call them football players. I would love to see you on the football field in stripes. There's so many people you've taught would love to get a piece of that action.